0: That as is moderator for tonight's broadcast. I'm your moderator, Chris Paul, Let's Be Reasonable. Red 1, Red 2, Red 3, Red 4, Red 5, Red 6, Red Wave. It's high noon for Monday, January 18th, 2021. And you can follow the info stream on Telegram, the messenger app that everyone should be familiar with by now. I can't wait till the day where I can... Stop explaining this. Uh, T.me slash I'm your moderator for the info stream. If you want to join the discussion, I think you can link straight there from comments on the in- info stream or go straight to T.me slash Be Reasonable Discussion. Uh, in case any of these other platforms go down in the next few days, I will do my best to record podcasts. And put them up on the Substack. That's I'm Your Moderator. where you can also donate to the show. And uh, I'll figure something out with Rumble, BitChute, Bridian, whatever of those. Parlor may be coming back. If it does, it'll be at I'm Your Moderator on there too. I think we've covered all the bases now. So this weekend was. Largely uneventful on a grand scale. There was nothing in particular that you can point to where where you're like, oh, that, that happened, whoa. But there were so many interesting small events that did occur over that time. Now, we all know that the National Guard and There are reports of Marines, reports of outside police forces, but we have roughly 25,000, 26,000 troops stationed in Washington, D.C. The entire capital and surrounding areas have been locked down. It is basically a green zone. And they are not only identifying people to come into the zone, they're identifying people leaving Washington, D.C. There are checkpoints everywhere. It makes sense, obviously, for a security threat not to have new people coming in who are unknown. It's a lot different to see that they don't want certain people leaving. Why could that be? Now, this morning, 2,000 of these National Guard troops were deputized U.S. Marshals. So they are able to carry out the duties of U.S. Marshals, which generally include the capture and transportation of high-value targets. The operation seems to be running with the Secret Service, the National Guard, and the U.S. Marshals. George Stephanopoulos had one of these commanders, General William Walker, who directs the DC national guard. And he told George Stephanopoulos that the national guard is there to assist the police and secret service with a peaceful transition of military power. Now, a lot of people have taken that to mean that we will be transferring to military power over the course of the next, I guess at this point, 48 hours. Um, Obviously, that is a distinct possibility, Um, but the wording was not exact. So it's possible that he was saying they'll be using military power to support the Secret Service and police with the peaceful transition. Totally possible. But the way it came out of his mouth and the way people have received it is that they would be transitioning to a temporary military power. And the sort of thing we're talking about here is martial law, which is more or less what's already happening there. The military is conducting operations there. Life is not normal in Washington, D.C. right now. And you can simply look at the pictures and see that. Um, Everyone is on relatively high alert. Some of that is an incompetent and corrupt media looking for false flag events or anything that they can report as such. This morning, smoke was billowing from, depending on the camera angle, behind the U.S. Capitol. Now, if you look at different camera angles and get way closer... You can see it was a homeless encampment under the freeway that was burning. Now, I get to see those all the time here in Los Angeles, so that is not an event, but the news treated it as one. And they've been treating quite a few events as very important and very dangerous. We are told that we should be worried about attempts on Joe Biden's life. In fact, the media was highlighting what they said were real fears by members of Joe Biden's transition team that there would be an attempt on Joe Biden's life by a member of the National Guard who just supported Trump so much that he wanted to take out Joe Biden. Now, first off, that's crazy for a bunch of reasons. The first reason is that they did not name the member of Joe Biden's transition team. I mean, that could honestly be anybody. okay? Second, members of Joe Biden's transition team almost definitely do not have access to high levels of military intelligence, particularly revolving around this operation. So that is also nonsense. And the idea that any Trump supporter in this nation wants to make an attempt on Joe Biden's life is absolutely, utterly insane. Okay? Now, could there be a few crazed rogue actors out there? Of course. But by and large, I can speak for what I see of this movement, and I see an awful lot. No one, no one is talking about that. No one wants it. No one wants it. What we want is to see Joe Biden's crimes exposed to the public in a way that the public will hear and understand since the media will not do that job for us. And we want to see Joe Biden tried and convicted for his crimes against America. That is not the same at all as anyone on this side of the fence. Wanting what they're describing. So the desire for what they're describing is not even present. Anywhere in the movement, much less in the National Guard, such utter contempt they express for anyone who doesn't go along with their views. Last week, Nancy Pelosi called the National Guard weekend warriors. Then she tried to usurp the chain of command multiple times. They have a name for that. It's not a name she'll like. But they were talking about actually having the National Guard there without ammo. I mean, what? Why are they so concerned (laughs) that the most popular president in history, Joe Biden, would have an attempt on his life by the National Guard. And beyond that, none of us on this side of the fence even think Joe Biden will be president. Okay? Our worst fear is for somehow Joe Biden and Kamala Harris to actually get into office, and then the Democrat Party eliminates Joe Biden in one way or another and installs the communist Kamala Harris. Okay? So, just logically, none of that makes any sense. But we actually don't even need to rely on simple logic to get all the way where we need to be, that this is all just bullshit. Okay? So, they tried to amp it up by saying that uh, defense officials... All right. Again, trying to make it sound like it is official military intelligence, military communications, a statement released by the military when it is none of those. It is just an irresponsible news organization trying to claim that they have special information and then labeling that special information so that it sounds legit to communist morons. None of it's legit. Here's another thing. Here's a perfect example of what they do. I found this last night in a CNN article about how Trump is considering pardoning up to 100 people tomorrow. And they had a quote in there about the way Trump thinks about pardons and what he likes to do and how the pardons work. And the quote was attributed to a source Familiar with the situation. Now, that doesn't mean anything that describes literally every person on the planet who knows what pardons are and can make assumptions about what Donald Trump thinks of them. I'm familiar with the situation. I'm not involved with the situation. I have no special knowledge. And neither does the person CNN's quoting. Like that person writing that article could have literally turned to the cubicle next to them and been like, "Hey, Chris Cuomo, what do you think about how uh how Donald Trump does with these you know these pardons and Cuomo like gives him his opinion, and he's like, Ah, oh, well, Chris seems familiar with the situation. that isn't news that is literally." fake news. They are admitting that the news is fake inside the article. If they had a source, they would name the source. They don't have a source. If they had a source, they would name the source and they would eventually be able to support what the source is saying with facts or people on record or events that have yet to transpire. None of that is happening. So back to the supposed threat on Joe Biden's life at the inauguration. And mind you, this is an inauguration that has been more fortified than anything I think we've ever seen in this country. OK, so we know that no one from outside, there's not some deranged Trump supporter that is somehow going to be able to invade the virtual inauguration, a.k.a. not real, that no one's going to be at. There's no chance that guy gets in, right? We can all agree on that. Are we to imagine one of the world's best snipers is stationed somewhere outside of this perimeter? Sounds like an incredibly low probability scenario, but okay, anything's possible. They took the inauguration from a real inauguration. To a real inauguration with no parade to potentially a virtual inauguration. And then they canceled Biden's train trip. They reduced the size of the crowd. And now because of covid, Nancy Pelosi says they may have to move it inside. All of that information travels in one direction. None of it travels in the direction of, oh, there's definitely going to be an inauguration, a real inauguration where the real thing happens. None of the information travels that direction. If they are so worried about about a threat against Joe Biden from inside the military. Well, why don't they just put Joe Biden back in his basement? read and swear him in right there, no problemo, right? There's ways they could do this. If if the country was at war right now, if we were in the middle of an anti-Biden, anti-Democrat takeover slash coup slash insurrection as they describe it, why wouldn't they just fortify Biden's position? And get it over and done with there. All these places are just now dangerous. Joe Biden has the Secret Service around him. Washington, D.C. has 26,000 troops. We are all pretending that Joe Biden is about to be sworn in as commander in chief of all those troops. What's he got to be worried about? So having dispensed with all the media narrative nonsense, that doesn't make sense to any thinking person and cannot because it is nonsense. Let's go ahead and hear from the actual secretary of defense, Christopher Miller. This statement was just put out January 18th, 2021, about five minutes before I started recording. Here's the statement, as is normal for military support to large security events, the department will vet National Guardsmen who are in Washington, D.C. While we have no intelligence indicating an insider threat, we are leaving no stone unturned in securing the Capitol. This type of vetting often takes place by law enforcement for significant security events. However, in this case, the scope of military participation is unique. The D.C. National Guard is also providing additional training to service members as they arrive in D.C. That if they see or hear something that is not appropriate, they should report it to their chain of command. We appreciate the support of the FBI in assisting with this task and for each of the more than 25,000 guardsmen who answered their nation's call and rapidly deployed to the NCR. Okay. Key sentence. Key phrase. We have no intelligence indicating an insider threat. Period. Okay. Okay. That right there is the truth. What the mainstream outlets put out. And what the morons on Twitter talk about is not the truth. Of course, there is absolutely no reason to believe anyone inside the National Guard is going to make an attempt on. Joe Biden's life on January 20th. That is utterly ridiculous. And their fixes, the fixes that they asked for were to essentially disarm them. Crazy. And to then go through all their tweets and everything to make sure that they are not Trump supporters. Now, Joe Biden had already demoted everyone in or already asked for the demotion of everyone in Trump's secret service team. That none of them would be around him. And the request about the National Guard doing all of those things was was promptly denied. Okay, so the things that they're asking for are comically stupid. And they're all being premised on something that is not happening. And this is how these people have operated for a very long time. We see it every day in the media. It's ridiculous. So the way I've been viewing everything in the last week is just in terms of moves and counter moves. And it seems to me that Team America is on offense right now. Okay. So... What they have done throughout the last week in building up these forces is eliminated any plausibility of the violent riots by Trump supporters that the media and that Democrats are pretending will be any part of this process. That is not happening anywhere. They said it was going to start on uh, January 16th. That's two days ago. The only things that we've seen around the country are Antifa showing up with guns at different capitals and Antifa and Black Lives Matter holding these little rallies and protests. Now, that's an awfully weird thing to do for the team that believes they're winning. Right. Isn't your guy about to get sworn in? Isn't that the whole thing? There aren't Trump supporters planning to gather anywhere. No one in the Trump organization or anyone around him are encouraging protests, encouraging people leaving their homes. It is exactly quite the opposite. The entire community of people on our side of the fence paying attention to this are telling one another, hey, you know, here's some backup communications channels, get some food and water in case. Things get weird for a little while and you need to lock down at your homes. That's it. okay? there are no rallies. There are no protests. And there certainly aren't going to be coordinated violent insurrections, not at the nation's capital, not at state capitals, not anywhere. That's not to say people won't go out and do it. But that stuff is not being planned. And none of us want to see it. We have passed the point of peaceful protests having any impact. Peaceful protest is meant to spur government action and response to the wishes of the protesters. Not only has that not happened, it cannot happen at this point. All of this is out of the hands of supporters right now. Trump supporters know that communists are being told the opposite. Why? Because they want to be able to label any sort of violent uprising, no matter where it comes from, as Trump supporters, just like they did on January 6th at the Capitol, which we have now found out was led by Antifa, John Sullivan's own brother, gave up a list of 226 people involved with John Sullivan to carry out that false flag event. We're still getting crazy stories about what happened to Nancy Pelosi's laptop. Apparently, a girl in her early 20s took it with the intention of mailing it to Russia. That's how crazy this has gotten. Nancy Pelosi is in absolute meltdown, and has been for two weeks. The impeachment was nonsense. Not only is this the first time a president has ever been impeached by the House twice, this is the first time the president has ever been impeached by the House twice for something his opponent's party did. The Ukraine impeachment was about Joe and Hunter Biden. It was not about Donald Trump. The timing of it, Was extremely interesting. When did it start? January 15th, 2020. When did Russia's government disband? January 15th, 2020. And when did the WHO say that human to human transmission was unlikely? January 14th, 2020. Those are three events within 24 hours of one another that are both very significant world events that got paid virtually no attention to. I mean, obviously, the coronavirus did. And obviously, the impeachment got whatever attention a fake impeachment would get. But the connection of these events was not covered and the Russia thing was barely covered at all. There are those who think that Russia is not on board with the global reset, that they are not in cahoots with China and Iran and Italy and the European Union. I know Italy is part of the European Union. I understand. That's not the point. And if you were listening closely to the show in general. From the overall context, you would have known that was not my point. And then you wouldn't have had to do that silly fact check you just did in your head. Now, I'm not saying I know the connection of those events, but I, le- I believe there could be one. And I'm going to keep looking into it. So now Nancy runs this new impeachment with no hearings, no presentation of evidence. And she has not yet brought it to the Senate. The Senate does not seem like they will be taking this up before the 20th. I suppose something could happen last minute and they'll try to pull something off tomorrow. But even Lindsey Graham is out now talking about how the Senate should dismiss this impeachment immediately because not only would it have no effect, why would she be trying to get him out a day before he's supposedly getting out anyway? But not having the hearing would mean – that the evidence about the election fraud would not come out. And that would certainly be part of the discussion for any impeachment defense. They also don't want the facts about what happened on January 6th to come out because those facts don't go along with their narrative at all. And we know that, but the key here is, That on January 6th, many of the turncoat Republicans who failed to object to the fraudulent election did so on the basis of the violence that they had just witnessed earlier, which was not incited by Trump and was not largely carried out by Trump supporters. So that's not going to look real good on their records either that entire event was either staged likely or simply used to obscure any illustration of the facts when it comes to election fraud. But Nancy hasn't stopped. Yesterday, Chris Miller designated a man named Michael Ellis As general counsel of the NSA. So I'm going to read Nancy Pelosi's letter to Chris Miller today. Okay? Dear Acting Secretary Miller, I'm writing to follow up on my phone conversation with you earlier today, during which I expressed my deep concern about the irregularities involved in the selection of the general counsel of the National Security Agency, NSA. I ask, that you immediately cease plans to improperly install Michael Ellis as the new NSA General Counsel. Additionally, with a copy of this letter to the acting inspector general, I'm also requesting an investigation into the circumstances of the NSA General Counsel selection process. I have serious concerns about your statement that this process was free from political interference. Public reporting indicates that Mr. Ellis, a relatively recent law school graduate with a limited resume, was selected due to interference by the White House and was chosen over much more qualified candidates. Moreover, Mr. Ellis has been reportedly involved in highly questionable activities that are disqualifying, including the infamous 2017, quote unquote, midnight run to launder intelligence information through Rep. Devin Nunez and with efforts to shield information about President Trump's July 2019 call with the president of Ukraine. Now, I'm going to pause right there. There's still a bit of her letter left to read. This midnight run to launder intelligence information through Devin Nunez. This is all about the Steele dossier, Russiagate, Russian collusion hoax. All of that is a hoax. Okay. It's all bullshit. We know who did it. Hillary set it up. It is out there in declassified government documents. Christopher Steele, the people in the FBI were warned not to trust him. Christopher Steele's subsource was a known suspected agent of Russia that the FBI has known about since, I believe, 2009. They went ahead with it anyway. Exposing that is not a problem, Nancy. Now, efforts to shield information about President Trump's July 2019 call with the president of Ukraine. That call was the basis for everyone's national hero, Alexander Vinman, to be the whistleblower. Oh, no, there was another whistleblower. What the hell was his name? Damn it. I don't remember. It doesn't matter. you are I, I think you're not allowed to speak his name, actually. But that call with the president of Ukraine was a perfectly legitimate phone call. And the impeachment, as I said, was to cover up something Joe and Hunter Biden did. So that also is not a problem, Nancy. I'm actually proud of Mr. Ellis for doing both of those things. Back to the letter. The NSA General Counsel, which involves supervising many intelligence community attorneys and interacting with intelligence agencies, is a highly sensitive career position for which candidates are selected based on merit and free from political influence. Gonna stop right there. Okay. So the CIA is absolutely corrupt to its core and working with China, as I will lay out in a little bit and discuss. DNI Ratcliffe based on merit and free from political influence are two things that describe basically none of the people that Nancy Pelosi is associated with. In fact, she just not only kept Eric Swalwell, a known Chinese asset, who used to date a Chinese spy and who has done China's bidding in the six years in Congress since. She failed to take him off the intelligence committee. And then not only that, she named him as one of the impeachment managers for the House for this second fake impeachment. Back to the letter. If Mr. Ellis did go through the traditional civil service hiring process, I request a detailed account of that process to understand how someone with his credentials was chosen over other qualified candidates. The circumstances and timing immediately after President Trump's defeat in the election of the selection of Mr. Ellis in this 11th hour effort to push this placement in the last three days of this administration are highly suspect. Further, the efforts to install him or, quote, unquote, burrow him into a highly sensitive intelligence position 72 hours prior to the beginning of a new administration manifest a disturbing disregard for a national security. Therefore, this placement should not move forward. Thank you for your attention to this matter. Best regards, Nancy Pelosi. Yes, best regards, Nancy. So let's grant Nancy Pelosi her premise that this appointment is suspect. Well, okay. I guess it's a little strange to appoint people two days or three days before an administration is reportedly ending. That's odd for sure. You got me, Nancy. What else is odd is you freaking out about it because According to you, in three days, you will have the presidency, the House, and the Senate. Is it really that hard to get rid of someone in government? Is the suggestion that somehow Michael Ellis is going to leave office in three days And take highly sensitive intelligence with him and then what distribute it to the world. That clearly is not what's happening, but Nancy Pelosi is still freaking out. And why is she freaking out? People who believe that their position is secure, do not freak out. But Nancy Pelosi has been doing nothing but freak out for the last, well, much longer than this, but especially the last two weeks. And why would she freak out? She has those those nice US marshals there guarding her. But Nancy Pelosi isn't the only one freaking out about intelligence or the lack thereof. See that? Boom, Segway nailed it. Adam Schiff, one of the most disturbed deranged, unsettling, sociopathic, and dishonest members of our government is also freaking out about intelligence. He asked for Joe Biden to make it so that President Trump could no longer get presidential daily briefings and high-level intelligence. Well, it sounds right there, Adam— Like you are trying to undermine the Constitution because Donald Trump is still president. No matter how much you dislike him and no matter how much you choose to freak out about what happened on January 6th, Trump is still president. Joe Biden is not president. Joe Biden does not have control over the military. And Joe Biden does not yet. And thankfully, will not ever. Be the one who decides who gets intelligence. These people are stupid and they think everyone else is stupid. And they're insane. They are showing their cards at every turn. This is what I mean by moves and counter moves. Every time Team America does something, the freak out gets bigger. More people expose their corruption. More of the just absolutely atrociously evil plans of the Democrat Party are getting exposed. Joe Biden wants to immediately give an amnesty to 20 million illegal immigrants. Why would you do that? Can't you just set the system up as you want it without giving them citizenship? No, of course not. You want to do that. Because then they get counted in the census and Trump's attempts to limit the census count to only American citizens have been upheld in the Supreme Court. Joe Biden doesn't like that. And of course, Joe Biden doesn't like that, because if you only count U.S. citizens, you don't get the other 20 million they just counted. And then you don't get as many seats in California and Illinois and all the other corrupt Democrat states. This is a multi-level freak out going on here. It touches lots of issues. But wait, 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 it gets worse. They also want to eliminate all federal judges around the country so that they can install their own federal judges around the country. They want to control the courts. So that none of the unconstitutional things they plan to do have any sort of check or balance on them. They have already, you know, supposedly usurped the White House, the Congress and the Senate through fraudulent elections. And so they are going to dismantle the Supreme Court, increase the number of judges And then restack the decks throughout the country so that no justice, no constitutional justice of any kind can be done. Once again, this is not the sort of activity that would suggest to you that Democrats and media and global elites and the corporations, all of the old guard, these actions do not suggest that they are coming from a secure position. This is insecurity. This is panic. Now, another Twitter video, another leaked Twitter video was released today by Project Veritas, and it features uh, Vijaya Gotti, who is like Jack's partner. I've actually heard them interviewed together. I'm not sure if it was on Sam Harris or Joe Rogan a while back, and they were all, you know, talking about how glorious it was to be able to censor things, because if certain things aren't censored, then they become very, very dangerous. And if something is very, very dangerous, then everyone should be scared and run for the hills. So she was basically on the video talking about how they plan globally to be able to shut down stuff that doesn't go along with the mainstream narrative. This is state media operating. They want to make sure that everyone only believes and says the thing that is okay with them. That is absolutely the opposite of the spirit and the letter of our First Amendment. And it's antithetical to an open society and any sort of human liberty. It's just short of trying to crack down on thought crime. These people are insane. This is communism. This is t- totalitarianism. Now, the last thing I want to talk about before I get into this DNI Ratcliffe thing is uh, Andrew Cuomo bumbling around again. So Andrew Cuomo said that he had very legitimate, very serious threats about armed Trump supporters attacking the capital of New York in Albany. And so he had all these armed security personnel out there to protect it. And zero people showed up. All of this is a farce. Trump supporters are not going out to attack anyone anywhere. They're not going to protest. They're not going to riot. The narrative conditions us to believe something will happen. And when that thing does happen, we know who to blame it on. That's why they're doing it. The only things that are going to happen are coming from Antifa. With support of the very people pretending to be afraid of Trump supporters. And roughly the same thing happened in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania and Lansing, Michigan. These events that the FBI, quote unquote, warned about that the entire mainstream media ran with last week to perpetuate their narrative of a coup or an insurrection or violence. None of these things happened. The reason that none of them happened is because they were never going to happen. No one was planning anything. No one is still planning anything. I talk to literally thousands of people a day. I'm hearing from people constantly, different information sources, information streams all day long, all day long. From the moment I get up to the moment I go to sleep, I am checking in to see if there is any chatter about any of this. I want to know absolutely everything as it happens. No one on our side of the fence, is talking about this. No one wants it. We are nonviolent. All we want is our votes to count, period. We want to eliminate corruption. That's the point of the movement. It's not about Donald Trump. It's not about Democrats. It's not about race. It's not about gender. It's not about any of that shit. We want corrupt people removed from government, and we want our votes to count. That's all. All of this is bullshit. The media lies. That's what they do. If The best way to know if something is wrong now is to look and see if CNN supports it. Or ABC or CBS or NBC or the New York Times or the Washington Post. If they all agree about something, that thing is surely bullshit. That is the best way to know. Use that as your guide. Now. I want to talk about uh, D.N.I. Ratcliffe. He wrote this letter on January 7th. okay, the day after the very violent insurrection at the Capitol done by Antifa. The day that the Electoral College votes were counted and confirmed. And after the report on foreign interference in American elections had been delivered to Congress. So. Ratcliffe's letter unclassified the director of national intelligence subject views on intelligence community election security analysis reference intelligence community assessment foreign threats to the 2020 US elections. From my unique vantage point as the individual who consumes all of the U.S. government's most sensitive intelligence on the People's Republic of China. I do not believe the majority view expressed by the intelligence community analysts fully and accurately reflects the scope of Chinese government's efforts to influence the 2020 U.S. federal elections. That's the opening paragraph. That cannot be clearer. The majority of the American intelligence community analysts misstate China's influence and interference on our election going on. The IC's analytic ombudsman issued a report, which I will reference several times below, that includes concerning revelations about the politicization of the of China election influence reporting. And of undue pressure being brought to bear on analysts who offered an alternative view based on intelligence. Okay. Now, he's saying right there that analysts within the intelligence community who believed that China was, in fact, more responsible than we've been letting on were pressured not to include that intelligence. The ombudsman's report, which is being transmitted to Congress concurrently with this intelligence community assessment, also delves into a wider range of election security intelligence issues that I will not focus on here. However, the specific issues outlined below with regard to China reporting are illustrative of broader concerns. It is important for all IC leaders to foster a culture within the community that encourages dissenting views that are supported by the intelligence. Therefore, I believe it is incumbent upon me in my role as director of national intelligence to lead by example and offer my analytic assessment alongside the majority and minority views. This letter was prepared in consultation with the ombudsman to ensure that I am accurately articulating his findings and presenting them in their proper context. The majority view expressed in in this ICA with regard to China's actions to influence the election fall short of the mark for several specific reasons. Analytic Standard B requires the IC to maintain independence of political considerations, that part's in quotes, independence of political considerations. This is particularly important during times when the country is, as the ombudsman wrote, in a hyperpartisan partisan state. However, the ombudsman found that, quote, China analysts were hesitant to a- to assess Chinese actions as undue influence or interference. These analysts appeared reluctant to have their analysis on China brought forward because they tend to agree with the administration's policies, saying, in effect, I don't want our intelligence used to support those policies. This behavior would constitute a violation of analytic standard B, independence of political considerations, IRTPA, Section 1019. Okay, So that's saying right there that the ombudsman, not Ratcliffe, the ombudsman found that the analysts within the intelligence community did not bring forward their best assessments because they did not like the policies of the Trump administration. Continuing. Furthermore, alternative viewpoints on China's election influence efforts have not been appropriately tolerated, much less encouraged. In fact, the ombudsman found that, quote, there were strong efforts to suppress analysis of alternatives in the August assessment on foreign election influence and associated IC products, which is a violation of Tradecraft Standard 4 and IRTPA Section 1017. National Intelligence Council officials reported that Central Intelligence Agency officials rejected NIC coordination comments and tried to downplay alternative analyses in their own production during the drafting of the NICA. Now, that's a big deal. That says specifically that policy was violated because CIA officials rejected comments and tried to downplay alternative analyses. These alternative analyses, of course, are the ones that show China as complicit in foreign election interference, just as everyone paying attention to this situation knows. But what the CIA doing this allows the media to do is to say that the CIA, the agency that people commonly think, oh, they have it all. It allows them to say that the CIA found nothing. But that actually isn't true. Back to the letter. Additionally, the ombudsman found that CIA management took actions, quote, pressuring analysts to withdraw their support, unquote, from the alternative viewpoint on China in an attempt to suppress it. This is quote again. This was seen by national intelligence officers as politicization. And I agree, that's Ratcliffe agreeing with the ombudsman, that the CIA pressured its analysts not to move forward with their assessments. For example, this ICA gives the false impression that the NIO cyber is the only analyst who holds the minority view on China. He is not a fact that the ombudsman found during his research and interviews with stakeholders. Placing the NIO cyber on a metaphorical island by attaching his name alone to the minority view is a testament to both his courage and to the effectiveness of the institutional pressures that have been brought to bear on others who agree with him. Again, the CIA stifling opinions about China that they do not like. Intelligence Reform and Terrorism Prevention Act. This is the IRTPA he was referring to. Analytic Standard D requires that coordinated analytic products be, quote, based on all available sources of intelligence, unquote. However, because of the highly compartmented nature of some of the relevant intelligence, some analyst judgments reflected in the majority view are not based on the full body of reporting. Therefore, the majority view falls short of IRTPA analytic standard D. Tradecraft standard one requires the analytic community to be consistent in the definitions applied to certain terminology and to ensure that the definitions are properly explained. Having consumed election influence intelligence across various analytic communities, it is clear to me that different groups of analysts who focus on election threats from different countries are using different terminology to communicate the same malign actions. Specifically, definitional use of the terms influence and interference are different between the China between the China and Russia analytic communities. The analytic ombudsman found that, quote, terms were applied inconsistently across the analytic community, given analytic differences in the way Russia and China analysts examined their targets. China analysts appeared hesitant to assess Chinese actions as undue influence or interference. End quote. Back to Ratcliffe. As a result, similar actions by Russia and China are assessed and communicated to policymakers differently. Potentially leading to the false impression that Russia sought to influence the election, but China did not. This is inconsistent with tradecraft standard one. Now, very key in this. Last Monday, Trump's executive order 13848, I believe, is the number. Imposing certain sanctions. On foreign interference in American elections. That executive order was invoked last week to claim that Russians had interfered with the election to the detriment of Joe Biden. Same story we got in 2016. Continuing in the ombudsman's report, he accurately acknowledged my commitment, quote, to provide an independent avenue for analysts to pursue unbiased analysis, end quote. My approach here is not without precedent. In 1962, a national intelligence estimate stated that the Soviet Union was unlikely to place missiles in Cuba. Then CIA director John McCone forcefully disagreed with the analysts and later ordered the U2 reconnaissance flights that discovered that missiles had in fact been deployed. In that same spirit, I am adding my voice in support of the stated minority view. Based on all available sources of intelligence with definitions consistently applied and reached independent of political considerations or undue pressure that the People's Republic of China sought to influence the 2020 U.S. federal elections and raising the need for the intelligence community to address the underlying issues with China reporting outlined above. Signed, John Ratcliffe, dated January 7th, 2021. Now, who do you believe, John Ratcliffe or the fucking CIA? I believe John Ratcliffe. Every patriot believes John Ratcliffe. Everyone who has followed the news believes John Ratcliffe. China did, in fact, interfere in the 2020 election. The executive order is in full effect for this. Do we know what's going on with it? No. Do we know that it has already been invoked with regards to Russia last week? Yes. Do you think nothing's going to be done regarding China by Trump? Give me a break. In Italy, they already know. In Italy, people know that the government there is disbanding and collapsing because Italy interfered with the U.S. election. That is not a mystery. It is known before the election even happened. We knew that Iran was accessing voter files. Why are we forced to pretend this didn't happen by the same people who told us that Russia won the election for Trump in 2016 when we know that that was Hillary Clinton doing that? These people are liars. They are frauds. They are traitors to the country. They are communists. And they are sociopaths because they do not care about America. They care about their own corruption and covering it up. D-class, D-class, D-class. I will be back tomorrow at the same reasonable time on the same reasonable podcast network. I don't have a network. Masks and lockdowns do not work, and Joe Biden will never be president. Come on. Whether you're a total newbie to podcasting or even if you've had a show before like me, you know how intimidating it can be to start your show. The tech side especially can be daunting. That's why I'm so grateful Anchor exists. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. They knock down all the barriers to entry. Let me explain. First off, it's free. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. That's right. You build your show, you make money. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place, and the company is committed to the success of its content creators. Go download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Thanks for listening. Please follow the podcast on Instagram and parlor at I'm Your Moderator. Soon, I'll be up. On Rumble with a video aspect. In the meantime, if you'd like to support the show, I have a Substack, i'm your moderator.substack.com, where you can donate, or you can donate at anchor.fm by searching Be Reasonable with your moderator, Chris Paul. I hope to see you soon back out on the rain.